to live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode 398, y'all. That's right. Celebrating 400 episodes will happen this week for the Cultural Hall. You can Two still, more. All right, listen, you can still send us uh, those, uh, those memories that you have of the first 400 episodes of the Cultural Hall. Favorite inside jokes, anything that you would like to share. We would love to hear them. Uh, we may share them in episode 400. We may share them in episode 401. I can tell you one thing's for certain. I'm not sharing them in episode 399. Oh, no, um, no. I remember in episode four, gas was a nickel. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good long time ago. Uh, but episode 399, let's tease this week, shall we? Episode 399, um, I visit with Lauren, the original co-host of the Cultural Hall. I Are also, you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We bring her back. You guys in. have made up. Uh, well, listen. You'll hear it. You'll oh. hear. You'll hear that. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I visit with Ashley Garby Smith, the second co-host of the Cultural Hall. She drops in. We visit with the anxious white virgin herself. She comes back for Are a little. Are you serious? Drop in. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know this. Uh, he's apparently. Why didn't you have me come he, back? He's apparently a DJ, but the fourth one in that episode 399, DJ Rob even drops in for a short little bit of episode 399. So that will come out on Wednesday. Uh, make sure that you do not miss that. And then uh, the episode on Friday, get this for your listening pleasure. I've done. I've gone deep into the granite vault, and uh, I I dug up. Um, well, I dug up episode one, the very first ever published episode of the Cultural cool. Hall. For all your wincing pleasure, now, man. Now, you brought up all the originators. I'm one of the originators. L- yeah, I've been around since early on. Listen, listen. We already pull did, me out of the grave. We already did an episode with you, a whole episode, a Big Daddy episode. So don't get envious. Don't get green. And... I- I don't think that people can handle that much, Kyle. So I just wanted to to give the people what they could handle. I think they can handle all the Kyle they want. Yeah. Well, the other part of that, all Kyle. Day. The other part of that, Kyle. Uh, there's not that much Kyle. There's not. You're a little there's guy. Really. You're a little guy. Yeah. And, and further than all that, I knew uh, with the news last week of uh, the Tour de France being uh, extended, moved essentially, that you might be in a fragile place. So I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I'm surprised that you're here with me today, but I didn't know how much I could get out, out of you. Cause I know that is your world series and Olympics all wrapped into one. Well, our, all of our season of, of cycling that we, that we watch and that we enjoy is just shot. So yeah, I, yeah. Was, I, I was already sad. Well, and the problem is if those guys would just learn to cycle a little bit better, but they're always in bunches. <laughs> I like, know. Why do they cluster together like ducks? Right. If they could, if they could start learning how to cycle without drafting, maybe we could enjoy it. But no. You know, oh, I don't want to pedal. There's racing going on right now that is, uh, you, you uh, Strava. So you record through this app mm-hmm. your time on a segment, mm-hmm. and and promoters are saying, hey, here's a race. Go go do this course anytime over the next week uh-huh. and uh, just just shoot us over your link to your time and we'll see who wins. That seems like that would be rife with cheating. Well, I guess you could get in a car and do it. Yeah. But, oh, you've got to have proof of it too, like pictures, video. And there's different ways to get a, to figure out cheaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, if I win, they're going to know that I cheated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you place, we're going to know <laughs> that you cheated. If I finish. Yeah, yeah. You cheated. 
very simply. Uh, but are you finding yourself some of sort of those amateur uh, opportunities to race still, or are you just saying, you know what, I'll get back on the bike when this whole thing's over? Uh, I'm not doing any of that crap. Okay. They have something called uh, Zwift, which is uh-huh. online. You hook a, a trainer up electronically, and again, rife with cheating. So I don't get involved in any of this. When it comes out, when it's real bicycle racing, right? I will be back to it. Uh, you, are you hopping on your Peloton in the morning and letting nope. someone shame you into riding harder? <laughs> I mean, looking across through my little glass uh, apartment building, <laughs> 40 stories up, and a yeah, yeah, very yeah. attractive woman straight <laughs> over from me. Hello, fellow Peloton rider. Good morning. Porsche. She gives me... She gives me that sexy little smirk and then pedals a little bit harder and her head moves up on the, no, none of that. I think those things would be cool, but aren't they like thousands of dollars? Yeah. The bikes are about three grand, 2,500, three grand. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I'd rather just go on a vacation and tell people that I went biking instead. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's as much as a a really good bike, brand new. Mm. Well, and and, and the really kind of good bike like you have. That can take you more than just your front room of a 40, uh, 40 story high apartment building, of right. course, as well. But uh, I'll tell you what, we are selling that stuff. We cannot keep it in stock. Oh, I'm sure. It, it's it's part of what I do for a living. Uh-huh. Uh, and the stuff is selling like crazy to, to some of you people. We have people that cannot leave their home unless it is a dire emergency, very rare, you know, grocery trip or whatever, but they can't go places. And so they need something like that to stay sane, to stay in shape. Uh, we're about what, four or five weeks here in Utah into the quarantine and you still have not figured out how to turn on your zoom camera. I'm impressed by that. That's awesome. I don't have a, I don't have a camera. Exactly. It, it surprises me (laughs) that we're this far into this and still no visual on Kyle. As far as I'm concerned, nobody can see me anyway. And you don't want to see me. You'd be the only one that sees me and, and you don't want to. Well, the glare off the light or the sun is just too much off of your head. So it's I'll pro- tell you some, something that's happened that I have not done uh, in, a, you know, I shave a lot. I shave my legs. I shave my chest, my sure, head. Sure. I have not sa- shaved my facial hair now. It will be four weeks on Saturday. Good for you. We're good. Th- that will need to be the, uh, that will need to be the picture for this episode. No. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need it. I'm going to have to have it. I don't want people to see. No, I need to see it. Even if it's the worst beard ever. Um. I am rocking because they have sort of laxed the uh, facial hair requirements at my day job. I am rocking a almost five-week-old beard as well. I can see it. I yeah. it's, and it's definitely there. Now, now, do you still go into your? Oh yeah. Office? Oh yeah. I'm an essential employee. And does does your co-host go in? As yeah. well? Oh, she is an essential employee. Yep. Wow. What What would people do without knowing how to? Uh, Eco, take care of their lawn. Be eco-friendly with their lawn. I thought you would maybe transmit from your studio there. Right, right. You mean my fully functional studio that's just 10 yards from my back door? Right. Yeah, we did that one day. Here's the thing. I could do it, and I actually would like to do it and set this studio up so that I never had to go uh, to my day job ever again. They will never go for that. And so... uh, I I sort of makeshifted an office for a day. Too stressful. Too stressful to just kind of, uh, you know, makeshift a, 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 a studio. I would need mm. to set it up and have it be for real. But I could. And then my commute would, instead of being, 
you know, 43 minutes in the morning, 55 minutes in the afternoon would just become 10 yards. It'd be more environmentally friendly. It'd sound just as good. But I digress. But I digress. People like seeing me. They like being in my presence. Catching COVID from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have it, I'm willing to share. And my, my, I have a very, very strict uh, routine now in the morning. My alarm clock goes off at 6.55, mm-hmm. and I am clocked in at work at 6.58. Good for you. Like, you should see the list. It's it's like dead on every day. So, yeah, three minutes, uh, bed to uh, couch. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, and there's some stuff in the way, right? If your kid's staying with you, man, you got you to gotta move the lump of a teenager that he is. He's got his own room. Yeah. But sometimes, let's be honest, he sleeps in the front room. No. No? Never. Ever? Nah. You don't you no. don't allow it? No, he's he just he's not into that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else new or exciting for you? Oh man, that's it. Just staying staying safe, staying in. I, I'm I'm doing what they ask. How are how are you? Because I know you're mental mentally fragile, uh, without being any sort of jerk about it. Uh you I, you, you could have said mentally and then any word that followed. Yeah. <laughs> deficient uh, no but 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 uh you know they they're i've seen story and st- upon story now about um you know that this not only is a physical battle for a lot of folks but it's also very much a, a mental battle are you holding up okay yeah i i am more of mine is a I, I do miss like the human but part of the reason that i taught group fitness classes even though i'm a really an introvert is that twice a week i like to get out Right, and chat with people and right. high five and hug and whatever, and and I miss that. Um, but more of my thing is is fear of the the future financially. Yeah, it's a big. You're gonna be okay, but it sounds like your work's going well. If you can't keep things on the shelves, our work is incredibly busy. However, our company, which has a few uh, divisions to it, mm-hmm. laid off on Monday fifty percent of our workforce. Oh, but not you. I made I made the cut. Yeah, ah, nice, good, good. Good. Keep making the cut. That, that was a very stressful 15 minutes. Yeah, sure. Between, hey, this is what we're doing, and get ready for an email saying whether you're here or not. And they gave you that heads up? Like, yeah. Like, they, hey, an email is coming. <laughs> yep. If you get the pink email, it means That's thank you exactly for your service. Right. <laughs> if you get the one marked with the flag, it means you get to keep working here. Wow. Wow. That's scary. So, yeah. So that's been my, been my week, but uh, but we're hanging in there. We're good. I uh, had the sweet opportunity. So even though, um, you know, all of the employees uh, at my day job are, you know, I would say 95% of them are working from home. We had the opportunity to have our mass once a month uh, company meeting. And um, as I was kind of thumbing through the everybody's sort of Zoom thumbnails, I happened upon... um, uh, you know, one person who sort of stuck out and, and then I look at his name on Zoom and it says Wayne Brady. And I thought, oh, that's cool. That's kind of fun. And then I was like, oh, no, that's the actual Wayne Brady. Really? You know, from whose line is it anyway? He, he got to be a part of my uh, my day job Zoom meeting. And he let well, him I go. Saw, oh, yeah, go. I saw that he was involved there. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 He's got a TV show at BYU TV called Comedy IQ. Um, and it's basically like, it's him working with young kids about comedy and, and tutelaging them. I'm not sure if that's the right word. Um, but you can check that out on, on the BYU TV app. And he, he was part of our, uh, our zoom meeting. 
Wow. They let him be a part of it. And then the best part, they let him go early. And I was like, oh, take me with you, Wayne Brady. <laughs> take me with you. He had to go meet Drew Carey and do some uh, yeah. acting stuff. Yeah. He did a uh, reggae version of a, no, I don't know, whatever those song things are <laughs> that they do. Uh, Wayne Brady, kids. Whose line is it anyway? Comedy IQ. Check it out. Uh, other, funny. other than that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I should probably tease this. I uh, Over Easter weekend, I watched a TV show called The Chosen. Um, and in the, the second half of this Articles of News, uh, I interviewed the, uh, the director of that. His name is Dallas Jenkins, so I'll share that with you. The Chosen is a free show that you can binge watch. There's eight episodes. And it's like real TV about Jesus, and it's pretty great. It's, mm. do- it's done in a way that is enjoyable and that there are jokes. Not blasphemous jokes either, not irreverent jokes, but like it's trying to make more personable the stories of, uh, of and surrounding Jesus. Uh, so there's eight episodes. I'm telling everyone, I mean, make sure you go past the first episode. I'm I'm not sure how much TV you watch, but when you when you binge watch the like the Netflix show, the first and second episodes typically of those series are so exposition heavy because they have to introduce you all the characters. So give the series if you decide to check out the chosen a little bit of a chance. It has to set the groundwork for Jesus coming, and then you're able to kind of witness and and see some of the things. The music is awesome. Some of the acting is amazing. Some of the acting uh, is less less than amazing, but not terrible. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's pretty good though. All in all, I'm saying a minus. So we'll that's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. we'll visit with him uh, in the second half of this because there's not much news. There's not too much. It's all yeah. co- it's all COVID related. Maybe we yeah. Maybe we take a break and we get to the articles of news. Unless is there anything else going on with you that you you'd like to mention in all this? I don't think so. Let's do that. Well, let me say this, actually, before we go there. I uh, wish that it was your birthday all of the time because of all the people who left reviews for the Cultural Hall. Uh, you can do it even though it's not Kyle's birthday anymore, uh, but we had several people who, wherever they got this episode, decided to drop us a little kind review and wish you a happy birthday. I shared many of them the last time that you were on in Articles of News, uh, and I'll share them in the future as they come in if you leave a review for the Cultural Hall, again, wherever you're getting this. You can wish a happy birthday to Kyle, even if it's not his birthday. In fact, I kind oh, thank of you. I kind of like that actually. If every view, every review, uh, <laughs> ended with and a happy birthday to Kyle, I'd love to hear from you guys there. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and do articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, it's me, Richie T. I want to take a second and talk to you about best DJ in Utah, or I should really say right now, best guy who cleans out his carport and best guy who cleans out his storage unit and best guy who cleans out his carpenter studio and 
has done a lot of episodes of the Cultural Hall. Not a lot of DJing happening right now, as you can imagine. With the quarantine, it is the socially responsible thing to do. But I will promise you this. I bring the party. As soon as this is lifted, as soon as these rainy clouds of self-quarantine are gone, I will bring the party. Now, you're going to have a work party? Great. You're going to have a church party? I do the church parties, too. You're going to have a wedding or special day, or maybe you just want to have a post-corona party. I would love to be that DJ for that party. You can hit me up. You can get a quote. Simple and easy at bestdjinutah.com. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. I know we're going through a lot right now. Many states are quarantining people to their homes so that they have to work remotely. One of the things that's really important is to have a computer that's functioning correctly. One with a good webcam, one that's fast so you can be productive, one that has a good quality screen because you're going to be on this all day remotely. Computer supply has been strained because manufacturing has almost stopped. At PC Laptops, we've secured a limited quantity of laptop and desktop computers that are backed with a lifetime service guarantee. They're available for you right now in limited quantity. The great thing about PC Laptops is this. Once you buy your new computer, if you have any problems or questions, we're here to take care of you. Also, to make it really easy right now, we've arranged with some banks to offer 12-month special financing. Get into PC Laptops right now Because at PC Laptops, we're here for you and we're in this together. PCLaptops.com. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. We'll do just these couple of news stories that we've got, and then I'll roll right into that interview with Dallas Jenkins from The Chosen. Uh, Brother Kyle, what do you think is the most important news story that's come out since we did news last? Uh, uh, COVID. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I uh survey says covid let me see covid <laughs> ding, 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 ding. i mean there's lots of different parts of covid is there one in particular that you had lined out that you wanted to uh to share off the bat i'm giving you the graces oh uh actually i was looking here i i had wanted to go over a, a little bit ago but my computer had a mandatory reset about an hour and a half ago. Oh, perfect. And, uh, perfect. And uh, well, I've good. lost that. Yeah, well, so why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go <laughs> and, ahead? And, and, <laughs> hmm, and it's not there anymore. Uh, a couple things, right? Uh, the FSY, the For the Strength of Youth Conferences uh, for the United States and Canada, those um, essentially replacing EFY and. Uh, what are those summer things? Why can't I think of what they're called? Like summer extravaganza. What were they called? Uh, uh, Super Saturday. Uh, yeah. No, it was uh, Youth Conference. Youth Conference? Yeah. Youth Conference is what it was called, yeah. Yeah. So they're now for the Strength of Youth Conference, and uh, yeah, nope, they're postponed. It's not happening. Not going to happen for United States and Canada. Been postponed into 2021. Uh, if you had already paid your money for the events to occur this summer, depending on where you were going, you will get refunded by the 30th of April. So I uh, look forward to them doing that in the, the future. They won't do that this year, obviously because of COVID, but also because of the liability that something like a large gathering like that would be. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much of those press conferences you've watched, Brother Kyle, but where once upon a time I thought, oh, yeah, maybe August we'll get back to normal. I'm thinking, like, even yesterday I, I, watched a, uh, I watched a press conference with someone that's sort of off the mainstream media 
who says, "Oh yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna feel like normal, 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 like how we were till 2022." And I went, "Okay, yeah, okay, all right." Oh, yeah, all I right know then. that hurt when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this uh, story, and there's more COVID news, but I thought this story was particularly interesting. A woman who is passing by a uh, church in Baker. Uh, noticed that there were flames. She ran home and called 911. After calling, she returned to the, f- to the fire to see smoke and flames. This for a building on Easter Sunday uh, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, uh, is it Baker, California? No. It is Baker in NWF Daily News, which is Florida. So it's Baker, Florida. And here's the thing that I thought was interesting. Uh, they call it in, in this story, the headline says, Easter Sunday blaze causes damage to building at Mormon Temple in Baker. It's not a, tem- uh, oh. it, it's not a temple, yeah. but here's where it gets even more confusing. Uh, and if you're not following us on social media, you should, because I made a joke on this behalf. Um, the road that is adjacent to this particular church is called Mormon Temple Road. So it becomes very confusing when you want to tell people, no, it's the church. Yeah, the Mormon church? Yeah, the Mormon church. Where? On Mormon Temple Road. So is it a temple or is it a church? (laughs) No, it's the church on Mormon Temple. So the Mormon Temple in Baker, the church burned. No, no, no. It's a church on Mormon Temple Road. Uh, Either way, I've contacted the people of Florida to see if they can't make it Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Church Road to change it from Mormon Temple, and they said, "What are you nuts? That's too many words." I can see where that could get confusing. Yeah, yeah, they they could hardly fit that on a street sign. Um, uh. They do not have an extent of the damage about that, but you know, certainly, certainly not great. Uh, it was contained in the ancillary building, but the uh, church was full of smoke. Uh, the building sustained damage on the floor, siding, and outside wall. Uh, Bingham said that an electrical junction underneath the building caused the blaze, and it was, of course, vacant at the time of the fire. Uh, you can find a link to that if you want to see the map because you think, oh, Richie's just trying to be funny again, fail. Nope, it really is called no, it's real. Mormon Temple Road. And what's more, and I don't know if this is just a, um, a mistake on Google Maps, but they spell Mormon, M-O-R-M-A-N, on the Google Maps for Mormon Temple Road. So not they- only <laughs> not only is it not a temple, it's spelled wrong. So maybe, man. Yeah, so maybe there's like a James Moore man, and the church happens to be a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple or church on the temple road. It, get, it gets very confusing. More, ma- more men, more man, more mun. Why, Which why, is it? Why can't Mormons send flowers? I don't know, but I know they can't dance. I I love that. I know what you're talking about. It's little, from Cheers. A little Cheers episode. Uh, are you yeah. able Are you able to get any uh, of your news? You know, I, I I still haven't found it here, but okay. uh, you know, we we could talk about that. And again, I know it's COVID related, but BYU Women's Conference mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is going to be a virtual gathering, obviously. Yeah, and I. Uh, and somewhere I saw, I swear I saw, and people very quickly corrected me, uh, I thought that it cost money. Now, I guess when it's been held on campus in the past, uh, it did cost money, um, but now it is free. And maybe I just assumed that because 
like on the Women's Conference Facebook page, it says uh, there is a ticket giveaway, and maybe that was just looking forward to 2021 um, when tickets would obviously be need to be purchased. But uh, yeah. but it it looks like a pretty cool schedule, and I guarantee you it will be the biggest uh, attended Women's Conference ever because people don't have to travel to Provo to be a part of it. Right. I am curious, have you heard anything on, or have they shared anything on a general conference uh, viewing uh, without attendance? Um, well, I can tell you what I know, um, because I, I work with the, uh, with the BYU Broadcasting, and they said numbers up uh, in a way that they had never seen before, upwards of like 11% in viewership. Huh. And so that's a that's a, a total overall occurrences, right? So if there's if there were half a million uh you know people that normally watch there would have been 560,000 that that watched this time and that's with uh any of the BYU properties like BYU TV, BYU Radio. Um it was more than that. I don't remember the exact number. I just do remember the the percent cuz I was like, "No, oh, that's 1% better than tithing." Yeah. <laughs> That that really is what registered in my mind. Going quickly back to the women's conference, um, just to highlight a couple of these things, because as I understand it, and especially where it's online, I don't think that you have to be only a woman to attend. Uh, although it oh, does really? say, yeah, although, well, it's virtual, right? So they're not going to know if you're a woman or a man watching it. Um, it is going to be streamed for people to be able to watch. I would think that a lot of those conversations are geared towards women. But uh, Sandra Rogers, the BYU Women's Conference Chair, is speaking. Uh, Kate Holbrook, the Continuing Registration regis- Restoration and Gathering of Israel, will speak. Uh, on-demand sessions from President Jean B. Bingham and Sister Sharon Eubank. Um, Maria and David Torres are going to be talking about communication in marriage. Rosemary Thackeray is going to talk about The Lord Knows You and Is Aware of You. And uh, Gayla, Gayla Marie Rosenberg is going to be uh, doing a session called Gathered to be Perfected, but Not Perfect. And you can get the whole schedule if you follow the BYU Women's Conference on Facebook. But I'm, I may drop in on that. Why not? I got nothing but time. Yeah. Off COVID related okay. for just a moment okay. on something that I, one of my favorite television shows honestly, is 90 Day Fiance. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you saw this. Because I love a show about a train wreck. However, there were, I've seen all the all the seasons of it, there was a couple that you saw very little of through the season because uh, they were not a train wreck and everything <laughs> went went quite well. Uh, it was Alan and Kirlian. Uh, Kirlian and yeah. they were on the show 90 Day Fiance. They are still married and raising their son Liam. Yeah, and I reached out to them because I was like, man, they've got to have time too with the, everything of the quarantine. Have yet to hear back from them. Um, but they, so he served, it's Brazil, right? Yes. Yeah, she's, yep. she's Brazilian. He served a mission uh, in Brazil, and he was, I think, a 20-year-old missionary when he served in the particular area. And at that time, um, she was the age of like 11. And I know a lot of people are like, okay, super creepy. So let me just quash that at this point. It was like, you know, those families that that I served around in Cleveland where you just kind of met the family and you, you know, if if the dad was the mission leader, you would just kind of get to know that family and be around that family more. 
um, he came back years later and uh, happened upon uh, them as he was visiting the, the different families that he had served among. And he, at this point, is almost 30, and then she's 20 years old. And he says, whoa, whoa wait a minute, this is, this, is, this is a beautiful woman who took kindly to him. And as you point out, yeah, you don't hear too much about him because they were just like, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Cool. Not much for a reality TV show. Yeah, it was quiet and awkward. And I think they brought them on because they went, look, there's an age difference. And as in the case in most of these, one of them is much more attractive than the other. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, Alan. Alan. (laughs) Take it as a compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But but you've outpunted your coverage. So... (laughs) I've never heard it that put that way. <laughs> I mean, I and, know exactly what you're talking about, but I've never yeah. heard that phrase. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they're together, and, and it looks like they're doing well. And their their kid is cute, man. Little little Liam. Get, oh yeah, there there I found a picture of him. Yeah, cute kid. Get get him on a reality TV show. My dad is so much older than my mom. <laughs> and within the article, which, by the way, you can find a link to all these articles at theculturalhall.com, uh, you know, they mention about people trying to throw shade on the relationship like, oh, isn't that creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what kind of people we are. We want there to be a thing. Yeah. We can't just let it be. Um, there is this story, and this was a particular interest. Normally, I wouldn't bring something like this up. Um, but there's a story from LDS Living that came out um, with General Conference, which, by the way, how did you like General Conference, my friend? Uh, from what, I haven't seen it all yet, mm-hmm. but I actually, um, and I, I actually made notes of it because I'm poor with names, some that I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe more than usual. I don't know if it was just because of things going on or what, but uh, I thought there were some really good messages there. Anything, any one thing in particular sort of stick out to you? Uh, I cannot. I'd have to pull it up again, which I don't have right here. Yeah. Um, but it was a Saturday session, actually, that I was watching, which I never do. Yeah, because normally you're on a bike. Yeah. Were you able to uh, be or witness the solemn uh, the solemn assembly on Sunday morning, the Hosanna shout? Uh, I did, yep. Yeah. I was was here for that. I didn't have a white anchor, Jeff, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And they're like, you don't need one. Yep. So oh, you just, good. just did it with your hand? Yep. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I, I at first, I leaned to my wife, who, uh, if this is your first episode listening, is not a member of the church. I said, hey, uh, it, I'm, I'm going to do this. Is this all right? And she's like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you do it? What a great sacred opportunity. And I was like, then I felt dumb that I even asked her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just never want her to feel alienated or anything like that, and so uh, I did it, and I was like, "Cool, I'm doing a thing with you know millions of other folks right now." Yeah, it, and actually, my my favorite moment from conference was uh, it was during Saturday's afternoon session, I mm-hmm. believe, a text from a friend of mine saying, "Oh, great, R.I.P. Ta- you know Tabernacle Choir. What are they thinking?" And I said. <laughs> replied um that's pre-recorded <laughs> that's old stock footage <laughs> they thought they were all together singing they thought oh, yep there they together. go all gonna die <laughs> uh i've loved that in the last couple of weeks that the promises from people and you know to be fair it's people just trying to do the best but the people that are like the lord will protect you from covid19 if you're doing his errand and it's like nope it doesn't work that way, which I'm not putting the limits on God, but like, he's also like, 
hey, this is a highly infectious disease spread by close human contact, so don't test me, pal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this LDS Living article that, uh, again, I normally wouldn't share this because they, they do a lot of like the feel-good stories that you're just like, oh, that's really nice, but it's not really newsworthy necessarily. Um, this LDS Living article is called Angels in the Choir. How one woman connected with her mother during conference a decade after her passing. Did you see this article? I haven't seen that one. Okay, so it's a it's a girl. Her name is Megan. She's sitting down and she's watching um, general conference. Unbeknownst to her, as I think it was to a lot of people, they just said that the choir would be different. We didn't realize that it would be the greatest hits of um, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square or M- Mormon Tabernacle Choir as a lot of people felt sort of guilty because they could say, it was Mormon Tabernacle Choir then. We can call it that. Get off my back. Um, <laughs> but, but she talks about how, you know, she was, she was watching General Conference, and uh, her name is Megan Limburg, and uh, she considers it to be a, a gift from heaven because while she was watching it, feeling close uh, to her, her mom who has passed on, um, she actually was able to see her mom singing in the choir because a couple of the songs, if you didn't watch it, were from like 2000. I think there was one or two um, from the late 1900s. Um, and then there were certainly some more recent ones as well. And so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, this woman was a member of the choir uh, for 16 years. Uh, she prided herself on being a musical missionary and sharing the gospel all over the world because she was able to tour with it. And um, she she was a cancer survivor a couple of times uh, and then ended up um, passing due to cancer. And uh, so she shares her story. And again, you're like, well, that's just sort of a uh, that's just sort of a sweet story. It's sort of a, a sad but also peaceful story where this woman is able to share that she knows. She'll be with her mom again, um, you know, when she passes. But this lady, the the woman who uh, passed on, and then the uh, the daughter, are my dad's next door neighbors. I grew up next to them, and so I was flipping through, and I went, "Oh, that's Karen Cheshire, or not Karen Cheshire? That's uh, what's her name? Oldest daughter was Karen. Can't think of the woman's name right now. Megan is the one that's in the article. That's Sister Cheshire. Can't remember mm, her first yeah. name." I went, oh, that's, and then I realized that it was uh, one of the girls that lived next door. So it was sort of a, a, a sweet attachment to that story. Um, but it was one of my favorite parts, the music more than ever, having it be the best ofs from the Tabernacle Choir was, was pretty great. Oh, I was going to say, did you have anything else? I'm, that's all the stories that I had. I've just got one more, and then uh, <laughs> we'll do this. We'll kind of wrap it out, and then... Um, We'll go to that interview from Dallin Jenkins or Dallas Jenkins um, from The Chosen. He's the one that directed that. This is uh, from Church News. The First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced an ongoing global effort to address the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, they just gave some sort of statistics about what they've done so far. It says, to date, we have approved over 110 COVID-19 relief projects in 57 countries. Um, things like humanitarian agencies, health ministries, hospitals, uh, including donating food, hygiene products, personal protective equipment, medical equipment, cash, and other commodities. 
uh, the church beehive clothing in Brazil, Mexico, Paraguay, and the Philippines and Utah are all shifting away from making things like garments and temple clothes to the sewing of masks and for gowns for those that are working in the medical field. Um, they're trying to work with governments and community leaders to find out what those individuals need and then be able to respond. The, the Relief Society has mobilized and here in Utah has joined with Intermountain Healthcare to manufacture these masks to be able to distribute. Latter-day Saint Charities is very lucky because they have partnership uh, with places all over the world, whether it's a pandemic or not. Uh, very trusted relationships. So when there's a pandemic, we don't have to start from scratch. We're able to mobilize very quickly. Um, they say that is the Relief Society here in uh, Utah and in the United States in partnership with Latter-day Saint Charities, they will sew 5 million clinical face masks to be donated to healthcare workers. 5 million! Uh, and wow. invites members to participate in these and other relief projects. So if you're looking for something to do, you haven't found a way to be able to help people out, you feel sort of helpless, uh, a lot of these patterns, Kyle, in fact, I think you and I could do it. Even, even, the dummies really? that we, even the dummies that we are, we could make some of these masks. With my dull scissors, cutting that out. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I thought you were going to say on it. Yeah, probably not that. Probably, <laughs> probably. You sneeze into your art, your elbow pit, Kyle. Yeah, elbow, yeah. elbow pit sneeze. I'm doing it right now, and it's not helpful for microphone. I see him, but yeah, nobody yeah, even can yeah, see it. Yeah, but right into the elbow pit. Oh, the ins. I've been doing. It. I've been trying to get to my actual elbow. No, sneeze into it, no, and can't. it hasn't helped much. No. Can you touch him behind your back? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, it's good to connect with you. You doing okay? Yep, doing all right. Yeah, it's good. Good to talk to somebody, and hope everybody listening is doing good. We're, we're glad you're. Hope you're staying safe. Yeah, stay inside. Stay Wash your hands. Us. Yeah. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you've been sick or afflicted, especially with any virus, that you can uh, be well next week and listen. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. All right, so the music that you're hearing as you're coming into this is the, uh, I want to call it the theme song of this awesome TV show that I discovered, and I'm coming late to the game, but that I discovered over Easter weekend. It's called The Chosen, and so I did some research, I did a little bit of uh, social media stalking, and I found the director of this project. His name is Dallas Jenkins, and The Chosen is... A multi-season, though only first season is available right now, a uh, TV show about the life of Christ. Welcome, Dallas. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. And I'm you're, you're you're I would say yes, you are a little late to the game, but probably eighty percent of the audience is late to the game. So you're <laughs> you're not you're not too late. You're late to us, but you're not late. You're not too far behind uh, most of the audience. The last few weeks have been. Uh, a bit of a mini explosion for the show. Well, everybody, the game's still going on. You can get in. It's not over. You can be a part yes. of the team. 
Um, the the chosen, I it is an eight episode first season that I, I I mean, part of it may be that I have the time because of quarantine, but but the other part of it was I just really enjoyed it. I I literally consumed this season of this show all in one day. Oh wow! I I sat down and and wow. and it, and it was an experience where I was like episode one. I mean, I've talked to a few people. It's pretty exposition heavy. You're you're setting up, you know, the different stories that you're going to experience throughout the season. But you get to that end part, and just like Netflix sort of not tricks you, but gets it. It's like, hey, are you going to watch another one? There's another one almost as if to dare you to go to the <laughs> next episode. And I'm like, I'll take that dare. And then I was two episodes in. And then yeah. I was four episodes in. And then I was eight episodes and I was like, oh, that's it. I consumed them all. Well, what am I going to do the rest of quarantine? Um, Well, interesting. Let me, I'll I'll share this real quick about episode one. Um, We, this is, this is not your typical Jesus project, meaning (laughs) it doesn't just go from Bible verse to Bible verse, miracle to miracle. Um, It's not a, you know, I've seen all the Jesus movies and miniseries and some of them are great. Some of them aren't. Um, but there's been multiple tellings of the gospel story that just literally are reenactments of the, of each verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know the, the, the LDS church did a whole series of, of videos that are on, on YouTube that are just literal retellings, reenactments narrated according to the King James version of the Bible word for word. And that's all fine and good. This show in episode one um, we take the time, like any other show that you would watch, to establish the world, to introduce you to the people, to to show you who your main characters are. And like most pilot episodes of most shows, I would say, yeah, um, it, it takes you a bit to kind of get accustomed to it. Okay, who are we? Who who, am I, who who's that guy? Who's that girl? Who where is this exactly? And for some people who are coming into it perhaps expecting a traditional Bible project, right? They're thinking well, gosh, I'm even more confused than, than if I didn't know anything about the Bible because I'm wondering why I haven't seen Jesus yet uh, and I'm 15 <laughs> minutes into the episode. So because of that, um, and we'll get into that in a second, the whole idea of how much Bible we, we draw from, but sure. because of that, we knew that the ending of episode one had to be awesome yeah. um, because I think that people will be willing to treat this like a normal show as long as there's something Jesus-y yeah. <laughs> that, that comes in and makes them go, okay, uh, this, this show is going to be worth the, the, the wait. Um, and for whatever reason, when people watch Bible projects, they do tend to watch them differently than they watch other, other projects. Yeah. Um, we've even gotten, I'm, I'm, I know I'm covering a lot of different ground here, but we even get people who say, you know, you should you should give Bible verses to go along with the moments in the show that are from the Bible. Hmm. And I'm like, why do you like? Why are you wanting this show to be so different from other shows? You when I you know if you watch a show like Walking Dead, just for example, um, there's not like they don't bring up moments of this is where this is where the comic book, uh, this is the page on the comic book that this moment is from. Right. Or when you're watching Titanic, uh, it doesn't it doesn't put up pop ups that tell you which was which real life person this was or not. So I'm like, just enjoy this as a show. Right. And the bonus is, is that it comes from the Bible as well. Bible is the main source of information for it. It's made by someone who loves the Bible and is a believer, a very strong believer in Jesus. 
It's not going to offend you. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change the Bible or anything like that. Right. So just enjoy it. Just right. enjoy it as a show. But all that to say, we had to end episode one in a way that would cause you and others to go, all right, I'm in. I see where this is going. I got to watch episode two and so on and so forth. And and all that to say, uh, you know, it is, it is a different project from the f- sound of the of the first music right? That music that I played at the start of our discussion, like from the very first downbeat of that music, I go, oh, okay. Oh, all right. And you know, the, the little wow. bit of the hairs on the back of my neck stick up and I go, I, I am going to be consuming something different. And then, you know, also to say there is that promise that something is coming. So stick around. Some people will go, ah, not for me, right? They give it that, that credit of a couple minutes. And, and I guess I guess the the appeal that I would make is there is a payoff in such a big way, so so stick around for it, yeah. right? Let well, let, I think- let me leverage the credibility that I have with people who listen to this show and say, I promise you, stick around. It builds yeah. it. It there's a foundation, and there is a payoff. So allow yourself to get to that payoff. Yeah, and I think um, for a lot of people, uh, the the disclaimer is actually unnecessary because for a lot of people, what, what may cause some to go, Oh, this is different. And I'm a little bit hesitant Mm -hmm. is the very thing that has caused a good chunk of the audience to go, Oh, wow, this is different. And I can't wait to keep going. Yeah. Uh, Cause the opening music, the the opening credits song and sequence is in many ways an announcement that this show is a little bit different and it's a little bit kick butt, uh, you know, to, to coin a term. I mean, it's uh, you know, I think it's the, the music is one of my favorite parts of the show. The composer is uh, Dan Hasseltine from the band Jars of Clay, mm. one of my great favorite bands of all time and a, a good friend of mine. And right off the bat, the, the lyrics of the song, the style of the music are, in my, in my opinion, an announcement that this show is going to be aggressive. It's going to be authentic. It's going to capture, uh, in some ways, uh, one of the reasons why we used that style of music and that style of music also comes through in the score throughout some of the episodes, which is a mix of Southern gospel, slave spiritual, yeah. uh, mixed in with some Middle Eastern influences, of course, because it's that's a style of music uh, that also captures the oppression that the Jews faced 2,000 years ago from the Roman occupation. Uh, a lot of that pain mixed with hope mm-hmm. you can find in a lot of slave spirituals, and that's why we chose that style of music to to it's not it's not the only style of music in the show but sure. it's there, there are elements of it woven throughout all the episodes because um we're trying to make a, a music style and a cinematography style that doesn't feel like it's solely rooted 2000 years ago it's it, it it lends itself to the to the belief and to the truth that this is a universal story uh you coined the phrase kick butt i'd like to know what scripture that is is that in uh is that matthew um it's been yeah. a little while since I've, but I don't remember a kick butt. No, I, uh, in addition to having sort of a unique sound to it, the the whole project of The Chosen is unique. And I think that that's worth mentioning. Um, you know, I, I come on and I say, hey, I streamed this show and I think instantly people go, cool, Richie, thanks. You brought your friend Dallas on and now here comes the hard sale of you know, give the money so you can see this project or, yep, you bet, and you can pay too. If you want more Jesus in your life, just send, you know, and right. and, and that isn't what this is. From the, being, from the beginning uh, and creation of it to the furtherance of this 
to be able to be consumed by people. I mean, people can consume this for free. Oh, absolutely. And and um, you keep using the word different, which is great. I happen to be wearing one of our chosen uh, sweatshirts, which on it, it says, get used to different, mm-hmm. which is a line from Jesus in episode seven, when he says it to Simon Peter, who is complaining about the calling of Matthew because Matthew's a tax collector. Jesus says, get used to different. And uh, th- another th- that, that phrase has essentially become a, a call to action for this show and almost like a motto. And along with the verse Isaiah 43, 19, which, which says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Everything about this show from the beginning has been different and a new thing. The way it was financed, it's crowdfunded. It's the number one highest crowdfunded media project of all time, which is its own miracle. Um, the content itself, it's the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ. That's different. That's a new thing. Um, and then you mentioned the fact that it's free. Uh, yes, how this show is watched is different and a new thing. We have our own app. It's called The Chosen. I think it's a great name for the app. Yeah. I don't know if you agree. <laughs> what, what with because, you know, in case you didn't get it, the show right. is called The Chosen. Something yeah, some, is, some things get amazing, wasted on people. <laughs> yeah, but it's an amazing coincidence. Sure. So, yeah, so um, you, you look up The Chosen wherever you get your apps and you download it to your phone. And here's where it starts to get interesting because some people may go, okay, well, that's great that it's free, uh, but I don't want to have to watch it on a phone. Mm-hmm. Well, our distribution partner, VidAngel, created this technology, and this is also a new thing mm-hmm. that allows you to connect directly with your streaming device. So Roku, Apple TV, Fire Stick, Chromecast, more to come. All the you can things. Literally hi- yeah, you can literally hijack it, and, and um, you could even go to someone else's house and watch on their Roku uh, if you're on their Wi-Fi, with no subscription fee, no payment, no sign-up, you literally can just watch all eight episodes for free, and you're not being required to do anything, to ask, to, to give anything. Um, now, that brings me to the other thing that's new and different, which is how we're able and to afford giving this away for free all over the world, because the show is now in every country in the world. It's one of the top-ranked apps in the world uh, on you know Apple, Apple, Apple Store, App Store, and Google Play. And that's because, correct, you can watch it for free, but we do tell you, listen, if you do want us to be able to do future seasons, and if you do want others to be able to watch it for free as well, Mm -hmm. to help offset the streaming costs, you can pay it forward. Now, it's not required, it's not obligated, and especially during this quarantine time where many people have lost their jobs and have an uncertain future, we're outright telling them, don't pay it forward, it's okay, enjoy the free show. Yeah. But- Many people have been compelled uh, just in their spirit to want to keep the show going, to want to give it away. And some people have the means to do so. And so they've been, we give you the option to pay it forward, which people have been doing at such a rate that we're going to be getting to the point soon where the show will be able to pay for itself. We won't have to be doing much more crowdfunding. It's just people wanting to pay it forward all over the world. Um, It's been an extraordinary a uh, very life-giving and I think church-reflective um, movement um, over these last few months. It's been it's been beautiful to see. And I have to tell you this because I actually appreciated when when we talk about like um, that someone else paid it forward for you. I think that there could be sort of a very faceless person uh, about that. And I, you know, you never get to see the face of the person, but the app says. And I remember uh, I I did this after the first episode. I noticed that, you know, it says Ben from Texas uh, right. essentially paid for you to be able to watch this next episode. And as I'm watching these episodes, 
I, I found myself almost comically, but literally doing this, whatever the name was that popped up within the app and on my screen, I would say out loud in kind of this exuberant tone, thanks, Jack from Kansas. I'm going to watch, you know, episode two. And, and, right. and, uh, and that was, that was just sort of a fun, as we've said throughout this time that we've been chatting, very different Thing than I've sure. ever experienced before. Well, and you get a chance to give a thank you note too at the end of the season. Um, I you know I paid it forward, so I've had multiple thank you notes from around the world of people saying, you know, thanks, literally thanks Dallas from from Chicago mm-hmm. uh, for uh, this show, and and um, that that's there's this feedback loop that I think has compelled people to want to pay it forward even more, uh, which has just again been a really beautiful thing to see, and uh, I think. Yeah, it's different. It's uh, it, uh, some people have to get used to different. I, I think, but I think what we're doing is, as as Steve Jobs said, you know, quoting Wayne Gretzky, you know, Wayne Gretzky said, "I I I I, I got to where I was because I didn't go to where the puck was. I went to where the puck was going, mm. and that's what I think these guys are doing in the creation of this technology and in the pay it forward model, um, is is uh, doing go, going where the puck is is going to be and seeing." That, that you know, instead of just trying to compete with all the big studios or or waiting for Hollywood to just approve of us and let us into their system, uh, they're doing it on their own, and we're we're able to to do this co- connected directly to the people. I think it's what what has allowed the show to to have the impact that it has. So I don't want to be too heavy handed about this, so I just want to take another minute or two and let people know about the chosen. Uh, as you mentioned, you can download the app in whatever app store. Uh, in association with this episode at theculturalhall.com. We'll put a little link so that way you don't even have to search and find anything. You can just grab it that way and be able to check it out. But tell people what, what stories will they see uh, within, within the first season? And then, you know, as we all get through the first season during this quarantine, what can we look forward to when, second, when the second season gets produced? Yeah, thank you. Uh, good question. So season one is essentially the, the the beginnings of the gathering of the team. Um, we see some of the the main, uh, you know, again, because it's a show, you can call them main characters, mm-hmm. but of course they were real people. But uh, we take some of these well-known people, figures from the Gospels, and we went through as writers and we, we picked the few, the few that we thought would really make for a good television show. And Nicodemus was very intriguing to us, a, a Pharisee, a religious leader who met Jesus under cover of night in John chapter three, because he had to kind of keep his belief in Jesus under wraps because he was a member of an order that was, again, trying to kill Jesus and, and uh, thought very, uh, you know, found him to be a blasphemer. So we found that to be really interesting. Okay, so what would have led him to go from being a member of this religious order who most of whom refused to believe in Jesus and found him to be a blasphemer to actually wanting to meet with him and believing that he was the son of God. And so we, just like that, we, we did the same thing with Matthew, the tax collector, someone who would have been hated by the Jews for, for being a betrayer of their people and disrespected by the Romans for being Jewish. And Simon Peter, of course, is a, is a well-known figure. So we, t- Mary Magdalene, we took their stories and we, when we meet them in the gospels, it's pretty quick. It's like, oh, well, by the way, Mary Magdalene was also following Jesus. She right. had been had, had seven demons cast out of her. Yeah. Moving right along. Yeah, ta-da. <laughs> and <we're>, what? <laughs> and we're like, and we're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, let's 
let's take these stories. Jesus walked by Matthew's tax booth, said, follow me, and he dropped everything and followed him. Yeah. Well, there's nothing really emotionally compelling about that moment when you, when you literally, if you don't know anything about Matthew. So we took those stories and we worked our way backwards. And so mm-hmm. season one covers what we call the before. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we see what Nicodemus was doing and, and where he would have been in his mind before he met Jesus. Same thing with Matthew, same things with Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter. And we, what we do, what we, cre- we create what we call plausible scenarios, because again, a lot of these things aren't in scripture. And I am a strong believer. I was a Bible major in college. I love scripture. I love Jesus. I'm not interested in rewriting scripture. I don't want to change anything. Right. And I also don't want to add anything to scripture, which is why your Bible hasn't changed since this show came out. Um, it's a show. It's not scripture. Right. So we, we work our way backwards. We create these plausible scenarios so that when those moments come, and they do come, we do see the calling of Peter. We do see the calling of Matthew. We do see the, 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 the moment on the, you know, undercover of night, the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus um, later in the season. But it's this gathering of the, of the team. It's, it's the, how Jesus comes into those moments um, where oftentimes people are at their lowest point. And so we take the time to establish what they were doing, who they were, so that we believe that if you can see Jesus through the eyes of those who actually met him, you can perhaps be changed and impacted in the same way that they were. Hmm. So season one is, again, the gathering of the kind of the first two-thirds or so of the disciples. Um, some, some, some pretty big moments happen. And then it ends with, I'm not going to give away the ending, of course, but, Please don't. but the, his ministry throughout season one is kept under wraps. As we know from the Gospels, there were times when Jesus would do these miracles and then say, don't tell anyone. Hmm. My time hasn't come yet. You know, So season one, is, it's not a big spoiler reveal to say that season one ends with his ministry is starting to, to become public. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so season two, which we're writing now, um, starts to explore what happens when his ministry becomes public and the interpersonal relationships among the disciples, the strengths and weaknesses of being famous uh, for being uh, you know, the potential Messiah. Um, all of that starts to come in season two. And of course, we're all leading towards what we believe and hope is going to be an eight-season series um, spoiler alert, Jesus dies at one point. Yeah. Um, wait, uh, but even, spoiler. even more spoiler. He comes back to life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So a spoiler, that's not the end of the story. <laughs> so, uh, those, those events we anticipate happening in seasons seven and eight, we want to give them the time that they deserve and the development that they deserve. So, uh, so yeah, this is a, like a, a like a normal show. It was inspired by shows like Friday night lights that, you know, one of my favorite shows of all time and mm-hmm. shows like Downton Abbey and, uh, breaking bad and whatnot shows that, that create um, and introduce you to compelling people that you want to follow from season to season that you care about and that big moments do happen, but that those big moments are, are actually truly emotionally compelling because you care so deeply about the people involved. It's worth noting that uh, Dallas didn't pay to be a part of this, you know, of the show that he is not, it's not a sponsored thing. This is just something that I found to be compelling that I consumed over, um, you know, the Easter holiday. So there, there's not any sort of like Dallas is paying me under the table and we're chatting as far as all this goes. This was of genuine interest to be able to share with all that are listening. I know that some people will speculate that. So I just wanted to make sure and clear that out. Um, Dallas, our time is finished. Uh, I hope that we can get you back uh, maybe sometime in the future because there are some things that we, you sort of dropped or hinted at where, uh, 
I, I feel to, to, uh, to want to explore a little bit more, but we don't have the time. So I hope that you'll accept the invitation to come back to the Culture Hall in the future, or maybe we can chat about who this Dallas Jenkins who, who directed The Chosen is. Yeah, there's really some fascinating things that have happened uh, behind the scenes of this show. Uh, some of the people involved, some of the, 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 the conversations that have taken place about the show and in, on social media. Um, because the story of how the show happened and the story of who's involved uh, and, and bo- both the, the exciting and controversial aspects of that have been have proven to be almost as, uh, as interesting as the show itself. Interesting. So yeah, it would be fun to talk about it. For sure. I hope that was a tease enough for everybody uh, <laughs> to be able to look forward to that episode in the future. I'm going to play a little bit of the, uh, the credits music at the end of this. Um, Dallas, we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall one question. Uh, that question is, what is your favorite part of your faith? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, well, I would say, honestly, and this is something we can cover in, 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 a, in another episode because it's a long story, but I'll, I'll keep it quick. The thing that has happened to me through this show just in the last few years has changed my life. The favorite part of my faith um, that, I've didn't, that took me 35 years of being a, a Christian to understand is that it's not my job to feed the 5,000. Hmm. It's only to provide the loaves and fish. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's put a bookmark in that, and we will unwrap that, which I'm sure in and of itself could be an entire episode. Dallas Jenkins, you can find a link for The Chosen in association with this episode at theculturalhall.com. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Sure to be neat.